0: Hi, my name is Finn and I'm going to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or something on ASMR. And ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. A lot of people describe it like a tingling kind of sensation, starting usually in the head on your scalp, and if you're lucky, can travel down your spine and into your limbs. And people feel tingling on their skin, and in general, they find it nice and relaxing. And sometimes a euphoric feeling comes with it too. So, I have been experiencing. ASMR myself for many years and I feel like it is time that I was to give back somehow to the community and see if I'm any good at it So today is kind of like a test I'm going to read a little excerpt from a book that I have here. The book is called Everybody Matters, a memoir, and it is by the absolutely amazing and inspiring Mary Robinson. And maybe some of you might not know somehow who she is. Mary Robinson was the first woman president of Ireland in 1990, and she also was the UN. High Commissioner for Human Rights and she was many 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 more things other than that so this book is a autobiography of kind of explaining parts of her life so I thought I would start there Mary Robinson has been known for many years now as being very very prominent in human rights she also in the later part of her career has been dedicating her life and her work towards climate justice and she even had a foundation that Mary Robinson Foundation for Climate Justice. As you can probably tell, I'm a a bit of a fangirl. So, chapter one, Beginnings, starts with a quote. Where, after all, do universal rights begin? In small places, close to home, so close and so small, They cannot be seen on any maps of the world. Yet they are the world of the individual person, the neighbourhood he lives in, the school or college he attends, the factory, farm or office where he works. Such are the places where every man, woman and child seeks equal justice, equal opportunity, equal dignity without discrimination. Unless these rights have meaning there, they have little meaning anywhere. Without concerted citizen action to uphold them close to home, we shall look in vain for progress in the larger world. Eleanor Roosevelt at the United Nations in New York, on the 27th of March, 1958. And then Mary starts. I was born and spent my early years in the west of Ireland in just such a place. Ballinae then a town of some 6,000 inhabitants in North County Mayo, a small town in a small country on the western periphery of Europe. It had its strong local history and legend, and was naturally the centre of the universe for me as a young child. When later I first read those famous words of Eleanor Roosevelt in my boarding school library, I felt a frisson of excitement as I identified Ballina. With the small places she spoke of put side by side with the grand ideals of the universal declaration looking out of the library window i saw her words as a window into a new world where concerted citizen action would ensure that everybody mattered we are all shaped by our early influences many of which we absorb without being conscious of or fully understanding them mine was a privileged family living in a community that had its share of grinding poverty, but also a cohesion stemming from people's faith and involvement in the life of the parish. My parents were both doctors. Aubrey de Vere Burke, my father, was raised in a house called Amana, the home of his parents. Henry Charles Burke and Eleanor Burke, nay, Macaulay. H.C. and Nellie to their friends. They were known by their children as the patter and the matter. A man looked down on the ridge pool, celebrated as a stretch of the River Moy that had made Ballina famous for its salmon fishing. Like his six siblings, my father had been educated in England. He had boarded at the Jesuit School, Mount St. Mary's, and had taken his medical degree at Edinburgh University. As a young doctor, he worked in London before taking up an internship in the Coombe Hospital in Dublin. Coombe catered for the very poorest in Dublin, people living in tenements of the kind found in Sean O'Casey plays. My father often talked about the intense poverty, rats in the homes of patients he visited, the overcrowding. At the Coombe Hospital he met another doctor, Tessa O'Donnell. Tessa O'Donnell, my mother, was from Cardona, County Donegal, on the inish Owen Peninsula, at the northernmost tip of Ireland. Her parents... Hubert and Winifred O'Donnell, were shopkeepers and early supporters of the credit union movement. A family of high achievers, they succeeded in putting five of their children through university, four of them becoming doctors. My mother studied her medicine at University College Dublin, UCD. She liked to joke that it had taken her so long to qualify because she had been in no hurry, enjoying the social scene, captaining the UCD hockey and tennis teams, and preparing the teas for the rugby club. I am not sure how many years were involved, but certainly she knew a great many people, mainly living in Dublin, whom we would meet on visits there. Before finding a position at the Coombe, she had worked as a locum doctor on one of the islands off the coast of Donegal, Aranmore, where she served a community living in terrible poverty that lacked any other kind of medical support. By all accounts... Tessa O'Donnell fell head over heels in love with Aubrey Burke and was the moving party in their relationship. Being some years older than him, she drew him out of himself. Aubrey was born in the year 1914. Tessa was not forthcoming about her age. She used to tell us that she was born the year the Titanic sank, 1912, but now we know that she was born in 1908. He was handsome and athletic, but quite reserved. He had trained for the priesthood with the Jesuits. He never spoke of why it did not work out, before turning to study medicine. Where Aubrey was serious and reserved, Tessa was extroverted and fun. They married in Dublin on 18th January 1940. Bishop Naughton, who may have also married H.C. Burke and Nellie Macaulay a generation earlier, officiated at their marriage, which took place at University Church on St. Stephen's Green. My father's brother, Roddy, was the best man, and my mother's sister, Flarry, was the maid of honour. Although my father made it out to be a small wedding, these were austere times early in World War II, it was, according to my uncle Roddy, a big affair, with a wedding breakfast in the Shelburne Hotel and photographs in the newspapers. When the newlyweds returned to Mayo, my grandfather, H.C., felt that my father's best product prospects would be to emigrate, as his siblings had done or would do. My father's eldest brother, Paget was already doing well in the colonial service and would later become a chief justice and be knighted by Queen Elizabeth II. Another brother, Hal, was a doctor in England. Roddy would emigrate to Australia and the youngest, Dennis, would end up in Brazil. Even the two sisters, Ivy and Dorothy, who became nuns, went to India and England respectively. However, my father was adamant that having been educated outside Ireland, of which he was appreciative, he was going to remain in the town of Ballina and practice medicine from there, as his maternal grandfather Roger Macaulay had done. So Aubrey and Tessa acquired Number 2 Victoria Terrace, a semi-detached house on the quay in Ballina, facing St. Murdoch's Cathedral across the river Moy. My father fixed a brass plaque to the door, opened for business as a general practitioner, and my parents set about starting a family. So, I think that's where we're going to stop for now. I loved reading this book. I loved reading all about Mary Robinson and what prompted her to fight so strongly human rights for people all over the world she had an incredible life and she is by no means done yet I can read other things I can try and make other sounds I could try and some whispering. If whispering is something that sounds nice I can keep going with this soft spoken or I can experiment and try other different things. So if anybody ever listens to this let me know. <laughs> Thank you to anybody who has listened. I hope you enjoyed it. Even if it's not given you a kind of an ASMR sensation, it maybe has been calming and helped you just give a few minutes to yourself. So until next time.